Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It is usually very easy to tell the difference between a male and a female turkey. However, sometimes it can be strangely difficult. On this episode, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about bearded hens. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today I want to tell you everything you need to know about bearded hens. Now, people often think, well, you know, okay, if a hen has a beard, then, you know, obviously, you know, you can still tell it's a hen. You know, the only difference between them is the beard, and uh, it looks like the rest of the hens. Well... Sometimes that's true. However, for whatever reason, turkeys have just some strange properties and strange things can happen in turkeys. And you can get birds that have all of the traits of one but aren't, uh, you know, we'll just say they have some strange gender aspects and ratios and things like that. There could just be some weird stuff that goes on. Now, scientists tell us that somewhere around 10%-ish of female turkeys have beards. Now, depending on who you read after, that could be anywhere from 3 to 20%, right? People vary widely on what they think the real percentage is. But it is a significant portion. It's not just like a once-in-a-lifetime sighting of a hen with a beard. You know, you're liable to see several throughout the course of your hunting lifetime. It's not as rare as a doe with antlers. Let's just put it that way. You know, one in 10, chances are you're going to see one sooner or later. Now, when a hen has a beard, typically the beard is not as long or not as thick. It's sort of wispy and, and thin. There's not a whole lot to it. And it's usually relatively easy to tell, hey... That's a bearded hen. It's got a really sorry looking beard. It has all of the other traits of a hen except for this one extra feather. And that's all the beard is, is it's a feather that is shaped that we call it a beard because to us it looks like a beard, but it's a feather. And it's a particular feather that all male turkeys have and somewhere around 10% of female turkeys have. Now, in certain states... You know, in spring turkey hunting, you can only shoot birds with beards. All right, those are the rules. Doesn't, you know, you can only shoot bearded birds. 
And so if a hen has a beard, that makes it legal. You can shoot it. Now, people will discourage you from shooting bearded hens. And, you know, if you post it on the Internet, you can get all sorts of various results. Uh, I'm going to save that ethical question for a little bit later, I think. And I'll just uh, address that here before the end. But, you know, now you're looking at a bird. You're like, well, do I shoot? Do I not shoot? You know, is it a hen? Is it a gobbler? How can I tell, you know, what's really going on here? What is that turkey? And guys, it can be easy to tell if that's the only difference. If you look at all the various attributes of turkeys, okay, toms have spurs. Hens don't have spurs. Toms have much more colorful heads, especially in hunting season. You know, you got red and white, and typically they don't have feathers running up their head. Hens, on the other hand, much more drab, light, grays, some some light wisp of blue feathers maybe sometimes but you don't have that big yellow or excuse me that big red you know colored head and wattle and everything else um you know they're usually pretty easy to tell by just looking at the head or maybe you can see the spurs you know toms tend to fan out their tail fan and they'll strut hens pretty much never do um although they can and sometimes will uh, toms tend to have a full, beautiful colored tail fan. T- hens have a much smaller drab colored he- tail fan. And some people say that hens don't have a full tail fan. Well, other people say hens do have a full tail fan. In other words, a tail fan that'll spread out 180 degrees, you know, fill a whole 180 degree arc. And if you look online, you'll find examples of both. And so... You know, it seems like this should be super easy to tell the difference between turkeys. And almost all of the time, it is super easy to tell the difference between turkeys. However, it is not always super easy or at all easy. Let me tell you a great example. In fact, the way I learned all of this was based on something that happened last turkey season. I shot a mysterious turkey. All right, to this day, nobody is sure what that turkey was. Nobody knows for sure. I was sitting in a blind in an area where there's a lot of turkeys. I've been seeing turkeys every day, lots of hens, no gobblers with my eyeballs, though in in scouting and on trail cameras, I know that they're around, heard them in the distance, and I'm just sitting there one morning, and boom, out of nowhere, a turkey pops out out of some bushes, at about 35 yards or so. I see it walking. I see a nice long beard dragging almost down to the ground. I thought, hey, there you go. That's my turkey. I've been waiting for this gobbler. Pulled up my shotgun. Boom. Dropped it. Walked over. I'm like so excited. Got my turkey. Always pumped. It's hard to get more excited than I am when I take a turkey. I don't know what it is. Taking a deer can get you pretty pumped. But for me turkeys i've spent so many more days hunting turkeys without getting one that that to get one is just you know it's just so exciting Um, but i'm walking over and then i look down at the feet no spurs i'm like "Uh uh-oh wait a minute what's going on here did i not see a beard surely i saw a beard flip it over there's the beard i'm like okay well it's legal and i'm like but what is it And I'm looking at this turkey, 
and the head had a little had some blue and some white but the waddle wasn't red but other than the waddle it didn't have the big tom waddle but it had the bold white you know and blue and and the other colors on the head so i was like okay that's strange uh that's just kind of weird so i look at the tail fan full tail fan right full tail fan smaller tail fan but it's a smaller turkey so okay i weighed this turkey it weighs 10 pounds well they say that hens tend to weigh somewhere between six to nine pounds and tons somewhere between 11 and 25 pounds like well it's 10 pounds it's right in between the two weight ranges of the two turkeys i'm like okay this is just getting more bizarre and i'm trying to figure this thing out and you're looking at the plumage and you're like okay well toms are typically black hens are gray this one's like a dark brown and i'm like wow why what is this what is going on here i didn't have that dark bright shiny black that i'm used to but it wasn't the light gray you know just kind of blah that i'm used to seeing on hens either and so i'm even more confused looking at this bird and so you know i photographed it up real big posted it on the internet asked everybody i knew put the picture on facebook put the picture on youtube what do you guys think right i got a photo where i got the fan and the head and the beard and i you know, just mentioned how there were no spurs and i got so many different responses from people nobody knows for sure some people thought it's a hen some people thought it's a gobbler some people thought it's a jake i was like it's not a jake if anything i know it's not a jake all right because jakes you can tell by the tail fan number one way all right a a first year jake is going to have the uneven tail fan you can have the taller middle feathers and smaller side feathers if a turkey has a full tail fan you know that it's two years old because they shed their tail fan once a year in the summertime and so a jake is born in the summertime or late spring and then it grows it has its first tail fan which is uneven and then the following summer after hunting season it sheds that tail fan and gets its first full tail fan and every summer turkeys lose their tail fans and grow new ones and so anybody tells you that a turkey with a full tail fan is a jake they just don't know enough about turkey biology however always exceptions with these birds like this one so it had all these mixed attributes now there are toms that don't have spurs i'm there's probably some hens that have spurs or small spurs and you've got all these different traits and attributes and at the end of the day my conclusion was i don't care i i don't care anymore i got a turkey it's delicious i got a great tail fan on my wall i had a great hunt great story for the season and it didn't really matter and that's where i want to come back into that ethical conversation all right does it matter if you shoot a hen a bearded hen or a bearded gobbler now a lot of people will tell you don't shoot bearded hens because those hens are going to lose their eggs they're going to lose that hatch of turkeys you are negatively impacting the turkey population if you shoot a hen in the springtime 
so don't do it. Other people say bearded hens don't lay eggs, or they don't lay as many eggs, or their eggs are less viable, less likely to hatch and survive anyway, so you're not really having any impact by shooting a bearded hen. Other people will say, well, there's documented scientific studies of bearded hens laying eggs and being just as fertile and viable as regular hens. The opinions are split. The facts even are sort of mushy. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Different studies report different things. And, of course, there's there two opinions. There is no shortage or end ever. So, you know, how do you process this, ethically speaking? Well, if it's legal, it's ethical. In a sense, in a sense, but what should you do? Well, I don't think you can answer that question with a blanket answer. I think it depends a lot on you and where you're hunting. If you have a great turkey population in your area, then it probably doesn't really matter that much. If your turkey population is struggling or recovering or on the decline, probably not best to shoot bearded hens if you can identify them as what they are. Now, me, myself, I thought the bird I was shooting was a gobbler. Today, I'm going to lean 55-45 that it was a gobbler. Now, there was one way to tell to be sure, and that would have been to cut open the, the lower parts and see if there were any eggs inside which I didn't think to do till after I had discarded the carcass after I'd cut all the meat off of it and, and that opportunity was passed. But, of course, you can't cut the bird open and look to see if there's eggs in it when it's walking across the field, right? There's no way to tell at that point. So you got to judge it based on what do you know? What can you see? What can you tell? Often within, you know, a couple of seconds. Because that's all the time I had to see this bird react, lift the gun, wait for the right moment, and pull the trigger. Seconds. Not 30 seconds, just a couple seconds. 
And so often that's the way this thing goes. You get just a moment to take a shot if you have one. And if you pass, the, the opportunity's gone and you may not get another one. In fact, too often you don't get another one. And so I'm sitting in there. I thought it was a Tom and I pulled the trigger. Now, if the question is, if I knew it was a bearded hen, would I still have shot? Well, I'm going to give you an answer to that question that you probably would not expect. If it was opening day of turkey season, I probably would not shoot a bearded hen. Especially if I'm in an area that, that I believe is a good area. And of course, I'm seeing turkeys. There's one in front of me. If it's a bearded hen and I know it's a bearded hen. However, however, if it's, you know, halfway through the turkey season... And I've, you know, been spending weeks and not seen any gobblers, not gotten a shot, not gotten an opportunity. And I see a bearded hen. I am much more likely to take that opportunity at that moment and bring the bearded hen home. Why? Because you're turkey hunting. You want to get a turkey. And the longer you go without a turkey, the more desperate you get. Right, I might be apt to pass on a Jake on opening day, but on the last day of the season, if all I see are Jakes, I'm likely to take a Jake home. How, you know, but other people, you know, if it's your first turkey season or you've never shot a turkey before or you're just you're a newer hunter, you've not taken a lot of birds and just seeing a turkey in front of you that's shootable, you know, is huge. And you're going to want to take that turkey. And I'm not telling you not to. Right? You're new turkey hunter, man. You get the opportunity to shoot a legal turkey. Shoot the turkey. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a Jake. I don't care if it's a Tom. I don't care if it's a bearded hen. Whatever that thing is, shoot it and take it home. It is a trophy and a delicious couple meals. But that's not where I'm at anymore. I'm, I'm at a different place. I've been doing this a lot longer now. I've got more birds. I got birds in the freezer. I got birds on the wall. You know, am I going to take a Jake on opening day? Am I going to take a bearded hen on opening day? Me personally today, right now, I'm going to say less likely than it would have been, you know, years ago. Because I've just come further. I've, I've done more. I've taken more turkeys. And, you know, to me, I've reached a point where, okay, letting more hens go in certain areas, for me, I think helps the turkey population in that area. I'm investing maybe ever so slightly into the future of the turkey population in that area. But I'm just going to level with you guys. You know, all this stuff that people say online and even some of the scientists is unrealistic. That hen is just as likely to walk into that bush and get eaten by a coyote before the end of the day. Don't think to yourself for a moment that if I don't shoot that turkey, that means that there's going to be hundreds more turkeys in the woods. Most of the turkeys don't make it. Most of them get eaten. Most of the poults don't make it. The, the hatchlings, they don't make it. They get eaten. Oftentimes, none of them make it. So you're like, well, you know, if you shoot that turkey, that's an entire nest of eggs that's not going to make it. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, statistically, more often than not, most of those eggs weren't going to make it anyway. In fact, none of them may make it through the winter. 
And you know, scientists are always watching, okay, how many poults does the average hen have in the summer? And then how many poults do they have left by the fall? And how many poults do they have left by the end of the winter? So if they had, I don't know, say 10 eggs that hatched, so they got 10 poults at the, in, in the late spring. Well, by midsummer, they're down to five. By mid-fall, they're down to two or three. How many survive the winter? Could be zero to one. And you just don't know that it's, it's making any real difference to let that one turkey go, that one bird. Which is why I think that if you're looking at that bird and your heart's beating and you're excited and finally there's an opportunity for you to take home a turkey, take home the turkey. In my opinion, better in your stomach than in the coyote's stomach. You just need to be realistic. All right, a lot of people, they play these mental games and they're like, well, you know, every turkey you save, that's 10, 10 eggs and 10 babies. And then next year, those 10 will be 10 more. And then a couple years down the road, that's thousands of turkeys that you've spent, that you've put back into the ecosystem by saving that one bearded hen. What are you crazy? That's not how this thing works. Most of those turkeys don't make it to the next spring, often zero. And so you shoot that bearded hen may have no impact whatsoever on the turkey population in your area. That same hen may be eaten by the end of the day. It could have been eaten by you. It's going to be eaten by a bear. It's going to be eaten by a coyote. It's going to be eaten by a cougar. It's going to be eaten by a bobcat. It's going to be eaten by a crow. You don't know how vicious crows can be if they get an opportunity. Oh man, especially, I mean, even with the adults, but crows will eat turkey uh, eggs and babies all day and night. They will follow turkey hens back to their nest and then eat them all. You know, foxes and so on. You know, this is not like a pet. This is this is the wild. And so much of the time, you know, you're thinking, well, I could just save all the turkeys in the state if I let this one go. And, you know, after 20 years and all the eggs that'll hatch and be multiplied again and again and again, exponential turkey growth. And you shot that one hen and you wiped out the whole state's turkey population. Nah, that hen probably was going to be eaten before the end of the year anyway. If it had any babies before it died, chances are they're going to be eaten before the end of the year anyway. And so it depends more on, I think, the opportunities that you have. If there's a lot of toms walking around at any minute, a tom is just as likely to walk out. Then, you know, it's like, well, hey, why would you not hold out for the tom? Bigger bird, more meat, bigger everything. Um, you know, that's the ideal scenario. That's the number one reason, in my opinion, to not shoot Jake's is because toms have more meat. You get more for your bullet. Whereas Jake's, you know, they just, they weigh less. There's less to put in the freezer. But if you have the opportunity and you haven't had opportunities and you don't know if you'll get any more opportunities, take the opportunities presented with you. All right. Or presented to you. Don't just say, oh, well, people on the internet will say this. Nobody on the internet has to know. You're kidding yourself if you think there's some rule you need to post everything you do on the internet. I see people post stuff all the time like, why would you post that? Nobody needs to know. Nobody, it's not anybody else's business. You know, that's what matters. 
And so if you want to take a bearded hen, you take a bearded hen. If you want to take a Jake, you take the Jake. If you want to try to get the, the you know, five-year-old gobbler master of the forest, well, you wait and hold out and take your five-year-old gobbler if you can find one. Whatever fits you and where you're at and where your excitement is, and of course, if it's legal, that's what you ought to do. You know, I've reached the point where I'm like, you know, I might pass on a bearded hen because I've shot enough turkeys and, you know, maybe, maybe some of the eggs will survive. And I'm likely though, I'm likely, at least where I've been hunting lately, to get a gobbler by the end of the season. I'm likely, I've hunted some years, I've never seen a turkey, period, anywhere, no turkeys. And I'm like, you know what? I'd take the bearded hen that year, right? I'd take the bearded hen that year. Wouldn't think twice about it. Wouldn't have any ethical, you know, I'm like, if I see a turkey with a beard, I'm not even going to think about what kind of turkey it is until I'm carrying it out of the woods. If it's got a beard, it's going home. But there are other years, you know, you hear gobblers gobbling all over the place. You've been seeing them strut. You know, they're around. A bearded hen walks out. I'm going to let that one go because there's a bigger one. I can hear them. I can see them. I know they're here. It's not just some, you know, fictional idea like the guy that passes on the eight-point deer hoping there's a ten-point around. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe there's not. But if you've been seeing ten points everywhere and a four-point walks out, you might say, well, hey, my odds are real good to get a bigger one if I just, you know, stick it out a couple more hours or a couple more days. However, if you hadn't seen a deer all year... And that legal four-point walks out, hey, we're taking a deer home so we can at least get some deer in the freezer. The equation changes based on your opportunities, based on where you are as a hunter, based on how the season has gone, and what you know about the area and the animals that are around you. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So don't have any shame if you shoot a bearded hen because you wanted to. Or... If you're like me and you shot a bearded hen because you thought it was a tom, there is no reason to feel bad about that. No reason whatsoever. Because ultimately, what are we out there to do? We're hunting. We're trying to bring home turkeys. We're trying to eat turkeys. We're trying to put turkeys in the freezer. We're trying to have a good time. And if the turkeys kick at their own DNA and genes and traits and everything else right, well, that's on them. That's not on me. All right? We've got rules and we've got laws for a reason. And in my state, if the bird has a beard, you could take it home. Now, some states, if I understand correctly, they they you have you can only shoot toms. 
And I don't know how they expect hunters to be able to know that all the time. Because I have seen hens that gobble and had beards. And the only way anybody could prove they were a hen was based on the tail fan and the eggs inside of them. And, you know, if you shoot a gobbling bird with a beard, you know, that's a tom. I don't care. I don't I don't care what else is going on there. That's Tom. You know, you can only be responsible for so much, for knowing so much. You know, doing a DNA test is outside of of what you ought to be responsible for doing. You know, you could you only have so many things to look at here. That's like saying you can only shoot a male deer. Well, if it has antlers, you know it's a male. Well, there are some and it's very rare, but they are out there, uh, you know, lady deer that have antlers. Well, how can you possibly know the difference at 100 yards? You got a 10 point. Was that 10 point male or female? Well, to say you can only shoot it if it's a male is ridiculous. All right. Just ridiculous. You can only tell so much at period. Same thing with turkeys. So if you shoot a a bearded hen and you thought it was a gobbler, hey, you shot a turkey, you've got turkey to eat. You've got turkey nuggets. If you see a bearded hen and you have identified it as a bearded hen and it's legal to shoot and you want to shoot it, don't even think about it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait 10 seconds. Pull the trigger. Take it home. If you see a jake and you know it's a jake and it's legal and you want to shoot it, you shouldn't even be thinking just take the bird home. It is hard to take turkeys. You take home a turkey, you have done a difficult and impressive thing and you ought to feel good about it. All right. Now, if you want to pass on a bird because you're investing in next season or whatever the case, well, you do that because that's what you want to do. You do that because that's your decision, because you wanted to do it. But again and again, like I've learned with this bird, guys, we're just, we are overcomplicating this thing. You see a turkey, it's legal. You want to take that turkey? We need to stop worrying so much about this kind of stuff. I mean, seriously. There's just, you have moments to react in the woods. And you can double think and overthink and think yourself into a corner and then do nothing. And then the opportunity is gone and then you regret it. And it's like, all right, well... You know, how many philosophical questions can you possibly answer in a five-second window? Which is why, you know, I've done an entire episode on this subject, but I'll just give it to you real brief, which is why every time I walk into the woods, I make it a point to just stop and say, what am I going to shoot today? What am I going to shoot? Will I shoot any legal turkey? Am I only waiting for a big gobbler? Will I shoot a gobbler and a jake? Will I shoot a bearded hen? Same thing when I go deer hunting. Will I only shoot a buck or will I shoot a buck or a doe? Or will I only shoot a buck of certain caliber? I need to make the decision before I'm in the woods. You know, I need to know before I get out of the car, get out of the truck, what am I shooting today? Because oftentimes you have seconds. Sometimes just, I mean... Such a brief opportunity. You don't have time to think. You identify what it is. Is that one something I'm shooting today? 
yes or no, and then you have to make a decision immediately and take action. And so, you know, sometimes you have time. Sometimes you might have two minutes to watch a bird feed and strut and do whatever, and you can think about it and mull it over and do all this. But here's what I'm going to tell you guys. So often, you weren't going to shoot it, and you weren't going to shoot it, and you weren't going to shoot it, and then you decide, you know what, I think I'm going to shoot it, and, and you go to move, and it's the, op- the moment's passed. The birds walk too far. They see you move. They hear you. Something happens you don't expect. They get chased out by a deer or a fox or whatever. And you had two minutes you could have shot it. It was looking the other way. wasn't paying attention. And then you finally made your decision. And you blew it or the moment had already passed. And now you've got regrets. you got to make that decision first. Before you get out in the woods. And then once you're there. Then you just... You just Dial in and go with whatever that decision was. You know, that's what I found to be the best way to do it. And if you're a new turkey hunter, you've not taken a lot of turkeys, your decision ought to be shoot the first legal bird you see. Shoot the first legal bird that walks out. Take that home. That should be what your decision is. First legal bird is going home with me. Why? Because hunting turkeys is very difficult sometimes. And if you get an opportunity to take our turkey home and have your first turkey nuggets, you shouldn't even think about or worry about any kind of deal. How old is it? And, you know, what was its name? And what were its friends? Uh, shut up. Shoot the turkey. It's legal. Take it home. It's going to be delicious. You get your first turkey. It's going to be awesome. You're going to have a great memory. You're going to have a trophy on your wall. It's that's the way you ought to be processing these things. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Look at all the different episodes on turkey hunting and every other kind of hunting. Check us out on YouTube, but I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message. Send me some photos. I want to see turkeys that you guys take this season or next season. Would love to see and hear more from you guys. And as always, head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment if you can in order to help the podcast reach more people. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching. Till next time, or for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.